for her mother were close to idolatry, was conscious of every mood, every fear, and she passionately longed to share them. One day, said the Princess Isabella, Juana will learn that she has to obey. I may have to obey some people, cried Juana, but not you, sister, not you. Catalina began to pray silently. Not a scene now, please, please, not a scene now when we're so happy. Perhaps, said Juan, who always tried to make peace, Juana will have such an indulgent husband that she will always be able to do as she wishes. Juan's beautiful face, framed in fair hair, was like that of an angel. The Queen's favourite name for her only son was Angel. Catalina could well understand why. It was not only that Juan looked like an angel, he acted like one. Catalina wondered whether her mother loved Angel better than all the rest of them. Surely she must, for he was not only the heir to the crown, but the most beautiful, gentle and kind person it was possible to know. He never sought to remind people of his important position. The servants loved to serve him, and considered it a pleasure as well as an honour to be of his household. Now he, a seventeen-year-old boy, who one would have thought would have wished to be with companions of his own sex, hunting or at some sport or another, was here in the old nursery with his sisters. Perhaps because he knew they liked to have him, or, as Catalina did, he appreciated the pleasure of belonging to a family such as theirs. Juana was smiling now. The idea of having an indulgent husband on whom she could impose her will pleased her. Their sister Isabella watched them all a little sadly. What children they were, she was thinking, It was a pity they were all so much younger than she was. Her mother, of course, had had little time for childbearing in the early part of her reign. There had been the Great War, and so many state matters to occupy her. So it was not surprising that Juan, who was the next in the family, was eight years younger than herself. Isabella wished they would not talk of marriage. It brought back such bitter memories. She saw herself five years ago, clinging to her mother even as Catalina did now, terrified because she must leave her home and go into Portugal to marry Alonso, heir of the crown of that country. Then the promise of a crown had held no charm for her. She had cried for her mother even as poor little Catalina undoubtedly would when her turn came. But she had found her young husband as terrified of marriage as she was herself, and very soon a bond had grown between them, which in its turn burgeoned into love, so deep, so bittersweet, so short-lived. She told herself that she would be haunted forever by the sight of the bearers carrying his poor broken body in from the forest. She thought of the new heir to the throne, the young Emmanuel, who had tried so hard to comfort her, who had told her that he loved her, and who had invited her to forget her dead husband and marry him, to stay in Portugal not to return a sad widow to her parents' dominions, but to become the bride of her late husband's cousin, who was now heir to the king of Portugal. She had turned shuddering from handsome Emmanuel. No, she had cried, I wish never to marry again. I shall continue to think of Alonso until I die. That had happened when she was twenty, and ever since she had kept her vow, although her mother sought to persuade her to change her mind, and her father, who was so much less patient, was growing increasingly irritated with her.
She shuddered at the thought of returning to Portugal as a bride. Memories would be too poignant to be born. She felt tears in her eyes, and looking up she saw the grave glance of little Catalina fixed upon her. Poor Catalina, she thought, her turn will come. She will face it with courage, that much I know. But what of the others? Thirteen-year-old Maria was working on a piece of embroidery. She was completely unruffled by this talk of marriage. Sometimes Isabella thought she was rather stupid, for whatever happened she showed little excitement or resentment, but merely accepted what came. Life would be much less difficult for Maria. And Juana? It was wiser not to think of Juana. Juana would never suffer in silence. Now the wild creature had leapt to her feet and held out her hand to Juan. Come!